Welcome to the Completely Cricket Podcast. I'm Avinash Adarsan and alongside me is Zaid Ahmed. In this episode, we'll be looking at the 100 final yesterday and how it went. What a match it was. It was a low-scoring thriller filled with twists and turns as it always is in the 100. I think it was your sort of a typical 100 game, you know, full of excitement, the crowd urging on both teams and, you know, two new finalists as well. So that was really interesting. There's a lot of things to talk about. So let's get started. So Zaid, what did you think about the match? Well, you know, it's a very interesting match, as you said. Um, you know, possibly the typical uh, sort of hundred match you get. You know, lots of twists and turns. And you know, right at the end, it was got down to the wire really, and Trent Rockets came through. The originals, they won the toss. They decided to bat first, which could be a question of decision. We'll talk about that later. Um, and original, they posted one hundred and twenty for nine, which isn't really enough if you're thinking, especially in a hundred final, you need to get. You know, good, decent, you know, 140, 150 at least. Um, but and then the Rockets, you know, they 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 stumbled a bit. Um, but then they eventually got through um with some excellent uh, hitting from Gregory right at the end. And they, they got to 121 for eight and the Rockets won by two wickets. But it was a very, very good, very close match, you know, really exciting to watch. And yeah, we'll talk about it now. Yeah, I think it kept the crowd on edge, didn't it? It was like twists and turns. Um, Trent Rockets were doing very well. They're cruising, and then a few, um, a few wickets meant that they were just, uh, they just collapsed. The mid Lord is sort of just um tried to rush things through. Didn't try to take the game to the end and then finish it off. They wanted to get it done early. Tried to you know close on um so it become a runnable run rate when it was like. Uh, they wanted. They're looking for like two or three boundaries just to get it to or run a ball, which would, which it is an approach, but it it seems like it was the wrong approach. You know why not take the game deep? But yeah, um, we'll start by looking at you know Manchester Originals batting one twenty for nine in a normal match itself in the hundred is is under par by far. Um, however, considering what Rockets got one twenty one for eight and like finished off in the last five balls. You can say that you know you can tell that the pitch must have you know, there must be something in the pitch and um yeah so Zay how did how did how did Manchester Original stumble to one twenty for nine you know what was what was the cause of all of this well it was definitely you know, part of it was the way they started you know they lost three early wickets and I think at one point they were twenty two for three after like twenty four balls twenty three balls which is obviously a terrible start and also. The way the batsman got out, it wasn't like you, you, sometimes you just have to accept the fact maybe it's just really good bowling. For example, Luke Wood, he started off pretty well, you know, brilliant swing, brilliant bounce, brilliant pace, you know, excellent combination. But then, you know, for example, Phil, Phil Salt, he really just chipped it to mid on, and that's really a poor dismissal. I mean, you can't do really doing that. And I guess, you know, he's trying to show intent, but he that's how he got out. Then Madsen, I don't know what he was doing, he, he tried to scoop. And number three, you know, really early in the game, he just lost an early wicket and he's trying to scoop and get the ball. So, I mean, it, it, I think the really the main reason why they couldn't really get going is the start they got. They just couldn't, they, they were going on under a run of ball and they lost three early wickets. And that's, that's you know, can't go worse than that. So, I guess, you know, really, that's that's really the why um, for me, why originals couldn't really get a big score. Yeah, it seems like they didn't, they couldn't soak up pressure, and I think that's that's what um they that's the impression that the Manchester Originals batting order sort of gave. You know, Phil Salt especially, considering the form he's been in, you know, I thought 
he could chip in with at least 30, 40, even potentially 50s. And that if he had done that, I think he would have put originals on a you know a much better stage going to the bowling. And yeah, overall, it was just quite underwhelming to be fair. 120 for nine, it just it, I think it just never really kicked off. And I think considering the start, they had 22 for three and going under a runner ball, as you said, you know, that is that going to 120 for nine is actually a, a, a decent go at it. But yeah, there's not really much to say for their uh, Manchester Originals batting. Trent Rockets bowling is another thing. Look at how they managed to, you know, limit Manchester Originals to 129. So, say, who was the key standout performer in their bowling attack? For me, it would be Luke Wood. He bowled brilliantly right at the top. He did go for a few boundaries, a couple of boundaries, I think, from Phil Salt. But other than that, I think it was brilliant. He went under, under a runner ball. I think he got a wicket for... 18, 19 runs in his 20 balls. So that, that was brilliant. Um, you know, this is the 100. It's not, it's not a test match. So going under run a ball in the 100 is brilliant. And I just get, I guess it's just a really good um, combination for him. Just right at the top, swing, pace and bounce. He's, he's, he's not a very tall bowler, really. So it's excellent how he's able to get pace and bounce um, into, the, um, into his bowling. And along with that, with the new ball, he's able to swing it as well. So, that's a deadly combination. Not easy for batsmen. You know, I, I, I watched. You know, the first five balls. He cut the first couple of balls. He was he hurried Phil Salt quite a lot. You know, he Phil Salt. He he literally couldn't see the wall. It was difficult. So, I think you know it was really good from um, Luke Wood uh, right at the top. I think all season well for him. It's been really good to watch. Mm. I think. Um... You know, Trent Rockets bowling wise, you know, in order to make it to the final and be be the first place team, you know, and win the final, you've got to have a good bowling attack. And um, it's in the final restricting a team to one twenty for nine is impressive in itself. And yeah, Phil Salt was a big wicket. You know, he's he's in the England T Twenty World Cup squad. Um, there's actually an article on that in the Completed Cricket Weekly that'll be linked below. But yeah, the, he's in the um, World Cup squad and, you know, he's a very good batsman in good form and he could easily be opening uh, for England. So the fact that they managed to get hit, they managed, uh, Luke Wood has managed to torment him and, you know, get him out is is impressive in itself. And then, yeah, then it got to Trent Rockets batting itself. Um, You know, they, they didn't, they looked like they were going to win. I think it was like something along the lines of 80 off 60 they were needing and they were, they were sort of cruising. You know, Darren Milan was in and... um. Then wicket started to fall, down and Langer out. Uh, then um, it was, I think it was a pretty tame dismissal. You know, I think he chipped it up as well. And then from then on, uh, Sam Patel and and then batsmen just kept going and going. And they were just losing wickets every, what, at least one every five balls. And, you know, was there a reason why, you know, Trent Rockets suddenly just, you know, had a mini collapse in the middle and, you know, were looking, going from like, uh, going from what, 60, 60 uh, runs in a, in a comfortable position and going for like 110 for eight type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could just be the pressure of final. You know, if you're out in the middle in a run chase in a final, that, that's not easy. And to help, if you're opening batting in a second inning, it, it's still, you know, it's not, obviously there's still pressure on you, but it's still, you know, you're, you're not in that, those final, you know, part of that final 40, 30, unless you stay for a long time. But it's difficult when you're coming down the order, you know, in the middle order, low middle order. Um, in this case, you know, you got down to number 10 as well. So it's difficult, you know, when you're coming in as a tail ender and you still have a job ahead of you. So I guess 
Um, not, not even just a tail ender, even just a middle order batsman. You know, as as Trent Rockets, even even um, the originals, both teams really just regularly lost wickets. So I guess I'd just say it's really just the pressure of a final. Not really anything wrong with the batting. Um, it's just that pressure gets to your head, and then you start playing bad shots, and that's really why I guess um, it's difficult to bat in the second innings. Yeah, no, I think. I think that you have to give credit to some of the bowlers as well, you know, and the pitch was the pitch was quite um to pace, you know. Paul Walter was a good example of using it. You know, there were some balls that you know jagged in and stuck in the pitch, and you know, batsmen just had no clue what was going on. You know, Daniel Sam Sam's also struggled with it because um you know he hit a, he hit a couple of boundaries, but there was one ball by Paul Walter that you know he completely missed and had no clue where it was because it just stuck in the pitch and. Paul Walter, you know, has been pretty excellent for Manchester Originals this entire season. You know, left arm pacer. He's not especially fast, but his variation means that, you know, bats, batsmen can't pick him. And, and it's really helped him. And he's managed to keep a really good economy throughout the entire season. But what's even more interesting in Trent Rockets batting is that, you know, Dowd Milan and Alex Hales, who scored, I think, 48% of, of Trent Rockets' runs um, this entire season, actually only scored 27 of 26 combined. So, you know, the team... Trent Rockers have shown their versatility and their flexibility as well. You know, they can bat towards the end. They they have batters all the way up to number 10. Uh, and that shows that, you know, they can keep going. They can take the game along, which is um, which other teams can't really do. So that that was pretty impressive. So in terms of, you know, both of the team seasons as well, that's something else that's quite interesting, you know. Um, Trent Rockets, you know, have been the most consistent team in the 100 in the two years, been both years, in 2021, 2022. 2021, they came third and they lost in the, in the Eliminator. But 2022, they finished first and uh, they've uh, they won the entire tournament. But what what's what's uh, allowed them to be so consistent, Zay? Well, I guess, you know, it's really the amount of depth they've got in the batting. You know, as you said, you know, Hales and... Milan, they scored, you know, 48% of all the runs. And even after they couldn't really get going, or they didn't they couldn't score big in the final, you know, um the rest of the batting still managed to um, you know, show that they, they can have they can put um they can score and they can, you know, finish the job off. And also considering Joe Root left um for for England um for for the England test uh, squad. Uh so he left as well. So that's another batting thing gone, a uh, player batsman gone. But even after that, you know, um Trent Rockets are still able to show that batting depth and still able to pull off wins um in, in with their batting. And that's that's a really good um sign if you're if even if if you're still able to score runs and you know get um win big games even after your big players are either gone or they just can't score that particular day. Yeah, that that's that's a really good sign. So, I guess you know, really, it's just Trent Rockets is batting. That's really you know depth and the amount of experience that they have. I think that's really the main factor why they've been so consistent. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. Um, yeah. So, even even with without their um, you know, two uh, actually two spinners, um, Rashid Khan and uh, Tabre Shamsi both went um. You know, Lewis Gregory, man, his captain, managed to you know arrange his squad so that they could be competitive, and they you know won. I think it's hats off to um Lewis Gregory as well. You know, 
as a captain, marshalling his troops, you know, marshalling his bowlers who did amazingly to restrict him to 129. And then when batting, you know, became, uh, when they started collapsing their own batting, he, you know, came in and finished off the job. But, you know, I think that just, just back on back to the final, I think something else that it was pretty important. Um, You know, last, last five balls, 13 runs were needed. I think something along the lines of that. And, you know, everyone knows that the, uh, the leg side is the um i think it was the leg side was the shorter boundary uh you know everything the, the field was set to bowl to the offside and um but then richard gleason just bowls in the slot first ball uh, at the stumps and lewis gregory you know fast hands flicks it and it goes all the way for six on the leg side and then next ball a similar ball but this time a full toss at his pads you know just gets a, a little bit of bat and it runs away for four with fine leg up it was just a bit of it, it just seems so, you know, unnecessary in a way because, you know, you set a field and then Richard Gleeson, who's a pretty experienced bowler, plays, played for England as well. You know, he, he bowls, you know, completely differently. I know there's the, the pressure and stuff, but Zay, do you think that that had, was that the biggest, you know, factor in the match that the Richard Gleeson's two, two balls, you know, that went for 10? Well, I mean, yeah, if you need to, you know, 12, 13 runs in the last five balls, also considering the match has been a pretty low scoring game, then you you're saying you're 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 thinking the odds are in the bowling side's favour, yeah. And Richard Gleason, the amount of experience he has, and you know he's a really good bowler, and you, you would you would probably as a captain you'd back him uh, to to see the game out. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. And I guess you know I think really you know he, he his main skill is Yorkers. So I think he just tried to bowl that Yorker and unfortunately he missed a couple of times, which which allowed Lewis Gregory to, you know, free the arms and hit, 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 hit big shots. And I guess, you know, really it's just a learning experience for Gleeson. I know it's a final, but you've got to really, you you have to feel for Gleeson, honestly. You know, he, he obviously didn't try to do that. He he knows his main skill is Yorker. Unfortunately, he couldn't execute it properly. But I guess, you know, what else could he really do? I mean, he tried and he couldn't do it. But, yeah, Yorkers may not have been the best idea because even if you bowl a good Yorker and you get an edge on it, then that could be four. So, you know, that's risky. So, I guess um, original definitely should have won that. Um, but, you know, it happens. Yeah, that's the thing with cricket. There's fine line. You know, one ball can completely cha- change the equation. And... That that ball that got a slog for six by Lewis Gregory wasn't really a slog, it was more of a flick, but you know, he, it, it pretty much you know changed it from being heavily in the bowler's favour to to closer to the middle and actually in the batter's favour. So and the pressure is straight on you know Gleason back, you know, he's been hit for six first of all, what do I bowl next? And you could see that pressure was evident because he bowls a full toss at um at uh, Gregory's um pads and then he flicks it for four. Uh, gets not even flick, it's a bit of an edge, and he got for four. So, you know, that it would, could have been a completely different game, essentially. But yeah, back onto you know, Trent Rockets versus Manchester Originals, how their seasons have been. You know, I think that I think that the, the the key factor for Trent Rockets, why they've done so well, is just because they can bat deep, then they also have a lot of bowling options. You know, just because you can bat deep, if you if you um you know lose out on bowlers, then you just lose that quality and then you can't you know restrict teams to low totals like Trent Rockets did. But they have what well, who they they have part time well they've Sam Patel who can bowl. They've got 
Uh, Luke Wood. Who else have they got in their bowling attack? Um, I get what they. Mm. Well, they had Rashid Khan and Shamsi yeah, as the two did. two spinners, and then um they have Matt, Matt Carter, Matt Carter, left arm. I think he's left arm off spinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they have spinners. They've got paces. They've they've got um uh, I think it was um Sam Cook as well, who took four for eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got you know they have bowlers. A lot of them aren't like your your you know your big big name bowlers, but they they are. They are they've they've done the job and they've ex- executed their skills correctly and, and you know starting with a Luke Wood you know opening um swinging the ball in to the right hander and then following you know going all the way to the you know part time spinners and stuff and that's the depth that they have and that's just really allowed them to be better than any other team. So yeah, the the final was an amazing match. You know, it was it was perfect. The hundred final was a good you know advert for the hundred as a competition and I think that. You know, Trent Rockets. You know, finishing first, they really they deserved it. They 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 were they were the best team by far, and they just showed that you don't need you can you can bat long, you can bat deep, and you don't need to have you know the most you know the world famous batsmen like some of the other teams do. You have a lot of world class players. They lost Trent Rockets lost a couple of players, and you know they still powered on and they still won it. So that was that was impressive in itself. So you know, looking forward to next um you know hundred. Uh, do you think Trent Rockets are the favourites for next year, Zaid? Yeah, yeah, I I think so because you know just if if we just look at the top three for this year, Trent Rockets, Manchester Originals, and London Spirit. The thing that I guess Trent Rockets really did differently to everyone else was consistency. You know, they won their first three, then they lost one, then they won they won the next three, and then it was just like that. But for example, the Manchester Originals. They lost their first three, then they won their next, I think, five or six. And then the London Spirit, they won their first four, then they lost, and then they won their, they lost their last few as well. So I guess, you know, I'd say Trent Rockets are favourites just because of their, you know, batting depth, they've got bowling options, and because they're just consistent all around. Mm, it also depends on if they can, I think, I'm not sure how the, uh, the, any um player retention things work, but you know, if they can keep as many of their players as possible that keep that framework going, then, you know, they, they should be, you know, more than capable of um, retaining their title next year. But, you know, who knows? Southern Brave did very well last year and then struggled this year. Uh, they they struggled. They finished seventh place. You know, we're actually doing another episode on that. And, you know, talking about how the Southern Braves downfall, finishing first 2021 and then in the inaugural season and then finishing seventh this year. So Trent Rockers have got, there's still a job on hand, you know, teams can get better as well. But yeah, I think Trent Rockers have done really well this this year. And, you know, also credit to Manchester Originals. I think they've done better than expected, especially, I think they've 100% done better than expected. So yeah, that's the end of this episode. Thank you very much, Zaid. And um, yeah, we'll hopefully wait for the 100 2023.